Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem BPJ, Shear number 22, that's Bayez Panimi Joint Group, Shear number 22. We're going to talk today about aspects of marital intimacy and how to be present when engaged in marital intimacy. And before that, just want to make a couple of introductions here. Um, this concept of the physical intimacy, the sexual aspects of marriage is a mutual, pleasurable connection. That is the goal. It is not this concept that men have, that they want women to have on being involved in the sexual activity to be there for their husbands is not a healthy thing, is not a healthy concept. That is not what it's about. We'll talk about aspects of that. We talked about in previous shiurim, in future shiurim, but that nakuda, if that is the goal and mindset, is not healthy. It creates pressure, it's not helpful, and it's counterproductive to a healthy, sexual, physical, intimate life between a couple. Rather, you need to view it as being mutually pleasurable, a mutual connection. Or as someone put it, not something you do, but something somewhere where you both go together. Where you both go together to that. It's not one person doing something to another person. It's experiencing an experience together. And that's a very, very important concept. Another important concept is if you look carefully in the love languages, one of the love languages is physical touch. There's no love language that is sex. Because sex is not an inherent need. It is a reason that's needed for attachment. There's some physical aspects to it. The Rambam talks about it. There's no question about it. But it is never to be a need in and of itself without the tachlis of attachment and of a connection, an emotional intimacy that is connected with the sexual experience. It is never in and of itself. We've said that many times before, that for human beings in general, and for the B'nai Yisrael in particular, there's a physical component to sex. There is an emotional component to sex. There's a spiritual component to sex. You need all three. And the need as just a physical aspect, if you look at it from that mindset, it's an unhealthy mindset. So in the context of that is where this particular share is being given, that it is a mutually pleasurable connection. It's an opportunity of bonding. It's not something that one cup, one person does to the other person. It's not something that you do. It's something where you and your husband or wife together go together to that space. And in that space, you mutually connect in sexual ways together. And that is the way it's to be looked at. Now, it's very important to work together towards feeling safe and feeling relaxed about the whole aspect of physical intimacy and to learn despite uncomfortableness that may come from many, many factors which we're going to be, as a Hashem talk about in future shiurim, in the men's shir in the joint shir, for the women's shir I hope to hopefully have some women give lectures on that on that end of it and 
the two biggest problems overall, even in healthy marriages, that holds back physical sexual intimacy is, number one, not feeling connected to one another, and number two, feeling distracted. Now, there's many, many other factors with pain, with physical conditions, and other types of things. It's, it's, it's an oversimplification to say it's just these two concepts. But I'm talking about in, in healthy marriages where they don't experience pain, and overall they don't have these deep emotional scars, and so on and so forth. The main normal, regular, routine aspects of having struggles, being intimate sexually with one another, are those two aspects. Not feeling connected to one another during that time, even though you love each other greatly. And number two is feeling distracted. And most couples, many couples, have problems when it comes to the sexual aspects for these reasons. And Baruch Hashem, most sexual aspects are very solvable. And it's worthwhile Number one, getting the outside help when you realize it may be something physical or something deeply emotional. And when it's something that you know that we could work on, like we're going to discuss today, that you can work on your own on, it's worthwhile putting in efforts to work through it, to solve it, to enhance the sexual intimate aspects in marriage, which has so many benefits, both long-term benefits and short-term benefits for the marriage for the couple as a whole, and for each one individually. Number one is that it is meant and is a vehicle to increase the emotional bond between you and your husband and wife. Even though we said before that the sex has three components, that only one of them is physical, there's a spiritual and emotional component to it, but often it is the physical that creates that openness of the heart and emotions and feeling to enhance the emotion, the, the, the emotional and spiritual connection as well. It ups the mood of a person. You know, the, the experts talk about the changes in the brain, the dopamine and oxytocin and so on, and all these chemicals that help the, the moods. And it also improves the quality of your sleep. That's also proven scientifically that that helps, reduces physical pain, reduces anxiety, And also, it helps you understand each other more deeply. Now, in this one, people could be cynical because we know that there's a whole sexual industry outside in the culture that is very, very um, cheap and external and terrible and misused where they're using sex and it's not helping to understand each other at all. So that could be misused. But the bottom line is, is for a healthy human being and certainly for a healthy Jew... This item of the physical intimacy helping you understand each other more deeply is absolutely true. It could be used as a vehicle, as one of the vehicles to understand each other deeply. That's not the only thing. You obviously have to use many, many aspects of your personality and in your behaviors outside the bedroom to understand each other deeply. But this also helps, and it also feels good. It's one of the matanas HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a couple, a married couple, to enjoy it. And Hashem wants you to enjoy it and to thank Hashem for it. And that's a separate subject on, on, on its own, which we're not going to discuss today. But the idea that Hashem wants to be mashpia toiv, and as part of it, He wants a couple to enjoy themselves, plain and simple, 
and has nachas ruach from that, that is a very important concept. And if you have that in mind, and your marriage is overall healthy, and you're behaving as best as you can to each other on the outside of the bedroom, then when you're inside the bedroom, and you're, again, not doing to each other, but experiencing together that connection and that physical enjoyment, that's a healthy thing. It's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, and it, it increases HaKar HaSatayv, and it increases Avaydas Hashem, and enhances Tefillah, and enhances Taira, and enhances Kiyam of Mitzvahs, if done the right way. If you use that pleasure for the right purpose, directing it for the goals, and for recognizing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing for the married couple, then it is a very healthy thing. Now the problem we have is, and why some people don't feel connected while they're in the act, is because our brain takes over. Very often, just to give a muscle, and this is something we have to fight, our brains are designed, for example, they're generally speaking to see things in a negative way, through a negative lens. Why is that? It's for our own protection. It makes sense. There's a tayalas. That brain, one of the examples is, is our brain protects us when they see certain dangers. It'll create that sort of certain anxiety so that you can protect yourself from that danger. Now, the unhealthy anxiety comes when you don't know how to control it, and then there's triggers of, 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 of threats that aren't there or over-excessive worrying about it that lets your brain spin into unhealthy directions. But the etsem idea of that, it, it looks at things critically and as an, at a negative lens to say, uh-oh, this could be a problem, that could be a problem, is for our own survival. We have to know how to regulate it, and we have to understand what our brain is teaching us. But very often we get hijacked by that initial response, so that's why people could be flooded with anxiety panic attacks, and so on and so forth. So when it comes also to this particular realm as well, very often when one is ready to be intimate with one another, the brain hijacks, and then there is a feeling of either anxiety or, 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 or disconnect, and we need to learn how to override it. And how do you override that concept? You override it by talking to each other and communicating to each other about the physical intimacy and about the connection. And people reject that notion, number one, saying it's like a turnoff when you're discussing these type of things right before you're engaging in it. But it truly isn't if it's viewed in a healthy way. Why? Because if it's viewed as an opportunity to get to know each other better, and you're using the physical intimacy for that purpose, to emotionally connect, to bond, so then the talking about it before and even during, like we're going to explain, helps create that connection, even if it initially was not felt so much. And therefore, once you know this, that it is an opportunity to get to know each other better, you work together, and part of it is to sexually, to discover each other. To, this, is, this enhances your friendship with one another learning what makes your husband or your wife feel good in regards to intimacy. This talking could happen before you even start engaging in intimacy or even during intimacy, especially in foreplay. If it's Lotayeles and it's for that purpose to enhance the intimacy, it is completely mutter to have open discussions about it, to talk about the emotional aspects of it, to talk about the connection. It's, you need, it's meant to... For the purpose, again, it's physical, yes, but it's meant you want to in, incorporate the 
emotional and physical and spiritual aspects of the f- sexual intimacy together with the physical by encouraging by guiding by explaining by helping each other enjoy the experience as much as possible and to express yes to express often if something here does not feel comfortable you express it openly with each other and you have open discussions about it so all of this what this what we discussed above breeds that connection that even if you don't feel that connection at that particular moment, you learn, you become connected by having those conversations, by talking about it. Um, a separate thing also that could help um, feel connected is to work through that a little before in the intimacy is taking place, an hour before, two hours before, that you start winding down your day and do your best you can to sort of, you know, like go past that those racing thoughts of your hectic day and start slowing down kids are already in bed you relax a little bit uh, you have a tea you take a shower whatever it is to just get to that mode where you're more in that calmer mode and that also helps and then the talking about it helps have that connection before before the the, the intimacy takes place and that helps with the second thing we said about being distracted being distracted, one of the reasons why people, they're distracted before being involved in intimacy is normal anxiety. But sometimes it could happen because there was an unres- unresolved conflict between a husband and a wife. If they were fighting with each other or they hurt each other, whether inside or outside the bedroom, it makes no difference. If they were fighting with each other and they have hurts or injuries to the, that they have not yet discussed or they did not acknowledge that prevents intimacy from actually hap- happening, that creates a certain distraction, a certain lack of connection. And what's very, very important is that if you know between a husband and wife that there's something between them that they have to iron out, then at the very least, even if they can't discuss it in full, there has to be an acknowledgement about it. If, let's say, they know each one knows that the other one is upset because they hurt them or said something hurtful or or did something incorrect that the, the, the spouse is upset about. At the very least, what you do is you acknowledge that fact and you say, I'm sorry, you apologize. You do that repair and you mean it and you'll really follow up afterwards. It's not just you're saying the words as lip service and then go on your own merry way, but you actually mean it and you will follow up in addressing whatever hurt your spouse and try to heal that. By doing that, it helps your spouse feel safe, feels accept, feeling accepted. So that's very, very important. You listen to what you've done from your husband or wife who's saying this. You tell your husband or wife how they hurt you if they felt hurt. There, you apologize, you make amends, and repair is actually critical to enjoying sex. And why? Because when you're dealing with physical intimacy, it is a very vulnerable act. No matter how many years you're married, no matter how long you were married, no matter how much you're used to each other physically, it's still very, very vulnerable to be in that position in an intimate position with one another. And very often, what you need to do is to repair those hurts beforehand. After repairing it 
and you do apologize, you do your apologies, and you're sincere, and you work on it outside the bedroom to fix those things, then there is a safety that one feels that they, my spouse truly cares, we care about one another, we'll heal from this, and then they can be vulnerable to one, to one another, and that opens the door to allow the couple to enjoy the sexual intimate, intimate act together in a very um, significant way. There is another method that, peop- that um, therapists use very often for people who have sexual issues uh, due to illness, due to other factors, due to trauma, and it's very hard for them to be physically intimate, and they want to get used to that aspect of it and to remove the anxiety um, regarding it. It's known as sensate focus. It's been around since the 60s. Many therapists use it even now where they take the actual sexual intercourse off the table or maybe later or whatever it is and they just don't focus on that and instead the couple turn, takes turns they lie down they touch each other's bodies with permission with to one another and you know when they say it's not okay you stop but basically they touch each other in ways that are pleasurable both to the one being touched and both to the one that's doing the touching We're not going to get into detail about it now, but the idea behind it is that it's helpful when one feels, besides the other reasons that therapists use this method, when they help couples with sexual dysfunction and other aspects, another thing that would help even for couples that don't experience sexual dysfunction, even couples that are healthy and actually are involved in normal sexual activity, this itself is, I believe, a very healthy thing. It's a healthy thing because it removes pressure and it helps for people who jump into physical intimacy very often without adequate foreplay. And it allows the couple to relax where you say to yourself, I'm gonna, and you need to designate time for this, so you have to schedule it. You schedule at least an hour, uh, you know, whatever it is. And you put aside, you say sexual intercourse will be at a later point possibly, no pressure about that. And you focus simply on touching each other where you want one, maybe one touching, the other one just receiving the touch and then taking turns the other way around or doing it mutually. There's different methods, whatever it is, in a way that's pleasurable and comfortable for the both of them. And that frees you from that, you know, worries. It's calming. And that's also a very interesting Thing which again I need to do more research myself on it, but I've heard about it and I know therapists do use this these techniques of this um, even today. Even though this is pretty old, it's been around since the 1960s, I believe. This method. Another concept is to learn to look at in in each other's eyes, wide open to each other. That creates a certain tremendous intimacy between the two it could end up being a very ecstatic pleasurable experience direct sustained eye contact to one another while engaging in intimacy and being in close proximity can heighten very much the emotional connection and intimacy between them it makes the sexual aspects more intense and a more pleasurable experience now very often People have a lot of difficulty with eye-to-eye contact for many reasons. 
It could be that in their childhood or the teenage years, eye contact was used as a domineering force. I mean, they, they, people used to dominate, they used to use eye contact to bully as parent figure or any other ways, or very often it was the other way around. There was a neglect and the parents barely had eye contact because they themselves were uncomfortable with it. There's many reasons why people feel very, very uncomfortable with when it's suggested that you look each other in the eye with love, with caring, as you're being physically intimate. And it's worthwhile to discover why you're having that resistance. But if you do have that resistance and you, you start working on it, having that contact as an adult, it may not be easy if you were never used to it. But after a while, it may be even triggering and uncomfortable for you. But if you work with it, if you stay with it, and you work, calm each other down, in each other's arms as you're doing this, as you're doing that eye contact, that again, for some people, come naturally. For some people, it's very awkward. It, it truly, truly enhances that emotional connection in the intimacy between them. And like I said, it's, it, it does enhance the actual physical activity of the sexual intimacy to be more intense and more pleasurable because the emotional connection is heightened when there is that direct healing eye contact that sustained one to the other when involved in intimacy. So again, so the main Nakuda, again, I'm going to go back to the original as we talked about all of this. Going back to the first thing we said, because it's the most important thing we said, is that we have to go past the fact of using sex to fill this need, to feel that need. Okay, it is a factor, and we discussed it in old, older shiurim, we discussed it, and we're going to discuss it in future shiurim, and we even in these joint shiurim, we brought it up, and in, uh, in the shiurim directly to the men and women, we may have brought it up, about it being a need, and so on and so forth, paspasalai, all these things, but, but the bottom line is we have to get beyond that. And again, this concept, that wise feel that, feel that pressure, that I'm performing this sex in order to be there for my husband, you have to get past that. That creates a lot of pressure. It's not good for the husband either, for the wife to have that burden or to feel that burden, and certainly not good for the wife. You have to get past that and focus on the fact that it is not that. It is not a one-way street. It is not even something that one does to the other and they do him to her, her to him, but rather it's a mutual pleasure and connection. It's not something you do. It's something somewhere where you go together and experience together. And you need to have that mahalach and at least think about that that is the goal of where you want to reach. When you're listening to this year or the prior year or any future year, we may, may be discussing these sensitive areas. That is really, really the most important key. And another important key, like we said many times, to realize and to fulfill and work through when it comes to the sexual connection, not just the physical, but the emotional intimacy and the spiritual connection is in, is is key in enjoying the physical intimacy the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed it to be. Baruch HaNatzlach.